I find myself in these situations where people will like open up to me sometimes and I can't really tell if they are using it as a bargaining chip to try and get something else out of me. Like they're pretending to be vulnerable only so that they can get the bigger score doing this social bartering. Hello and good morning. Well, it's morning right now. I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this, but good morning to you anyway. And welcome back to giving you everything. I was almost about to say giving you anything. Can you believe it? We'll literally give people anything. That's not why we're here today. I don't know. I feel like my episodes have kind of lost their structure over the last few months. But I had a few gripes, table gripe. I'm really trying to make that stick. I had a few topics that I jotted down for today's episode. I figured we could just hang out and talk about them. The first is about trying to keep out of other people's drama, especially at work. This ended up being the only topic. Like, you would have never thought it. Okay, when you're a kid, you think, like, work is going to be great and important and meaningful and defining of yourself. And those are all traps. A thousand percent, those are all traps. Now that I am at my ripe age, I'm young, but still not that young. (laughs) I've worked a few places, not all the places. I wouldn't say I have the most work experience in the world for someone my age, but I would say that I feel like I've worked enough. (laughs) I have worked enough. Honestly, the hard part of work is not the work itself. It's the people at work. And I know I'm always out here like trying to defend myself saying like, y'all, I swear I am a people person, but I literally cannot stand some people at work. I know. I'm not trying to be a hater, but I low-key, I'm a hater sometimes. But it's just because like people just, their road rules are so out of alignment with mine. And I was just kind of thinking about this recently because as much as I try to keep out of drama, I feel like somehow I keep stumbling into it. And I think that my problem of being a people pleaser really adds fuel to this fire. It's something I'm trying to work on, but you know what? Like, we are all a work in progress. As Hannah Montana says, nobody's perfect. I guess the thing that is really creating some conflict in my mind is that when you see drama I feel like if you're a people pleaser if you are like raise your hand let me know you're here we need to stick together because when you're a people pleaser and you see somebody's upset you always feel like you have got to be the one to support them to make them feel better to make this okay to make sure they aren't suffering even though it is completely in no way shape or form your responsibility or even what these people want and I think that's the other problem with being a people pleaser like we get ourselves into trouble because we sign up for things that nobody actually knew or realized that they wanted us to do and then we're in too deep and you've done too much and it's just a fiery mess but anyway
Anyway, I have a little story. I mean, it's a bit unresolved, but we're going to go with it. Being the people pleaser that I am, I volunteer to do things that I probably shouldn't do. And one of those things I volunteered to do was to join some group. We're a group that puts on events and creates communities across the globe. (laughs) Sounds like the most corporate BS you've ever heard in your life. Well, it is. You know what? Don't get me wrong. Like some aspects of it feel really rewarding. I like that I have an outlet, but then I'm also sad that my outlet that is intended to be my creative outlet outside of work that gives my life meaning and purpose and definition is still happening at work. So that's another problem that I'm trying to troubleshoot here. But anyway, I'm a part of this group. And as I may have mentioned before, sometimes when you're a part of a voluntary group, there's a lot of strong personalities. And there's nothing wrong with being a strong, independent, thoughtful, smart, intelligent, and sharp person. But sometimes those qualities overlap with the quality of having a large ego or a vast amount of insecurity (laughs) to the point where you take it out on other people. So that's me setting the scene. I'm in this group full of eager volunteers who think they know everything. Hey! I feel comfortable saying that because I too fall into that category. So, you know, I'm not coming for anybody. I am just describing myself. So anyway, we have all these strong opinions and people who want to do things their way. Naturally, there's going to be some conflict. And because, again, I am a people pleaser, I cannot keep my nose out of things. I cannot keep my hands to myself. I'm always raising them to do things that I shouldn't do. I started to get to know some of these people in the group. And like normally, I feel like most people in these types of situations, especially if you work in the kind of setting that I work in, nobody's really going out of their way to like meet other people and get to know them and what it is they're doing. But I'm a special case and I cannot help myself. So I made some friends or I thought they were my friends. (laughs) This is also another common recurring theme in my life, I guess. But anyway, I got to know this person. They were responsible for running one aspect of this large global program. And they were actually really good at it. They were like the type of person, you know, like when you're in a group where you're like casually doing something like even like a social commitment let's say you're like in a book club and this person is always the one who's bringing up insightful questions helping to plan for the next book club has a million fantastic recommendations and is helping the group meet its book club goals otherwise known as doing the most and that is what this person was like like let's just apply those concepts that vibe to this situation for context she later refers to this person as the go-getter so they were really good at what they were doing very independent and i guess the main person in charge of this group i mean this is a personal read on this situation but i think she might have been a little threatened by other person's energy i know i'm always telling the vaguest stories <laughs> just just hang in there and stick with me i know i can't use names i'm gonna find a better way to tell these kinds of stories But this, the main person who is in charge, let's say they 
were the president of the group. The president of the group must have felt threatened because you could tell there was a little bit of tension between them. We would have these regular meetings where we would write out our goals and what kind of progress we made towards our goals and then we would read through what we wrote out. And consistently this person, not the president, the person, the go-getter, let's call them the go-getter. Consistently the go-getter would have the longest section of everyone in the group. And I would say like 80% of the people in the group were kind of checked out. And so it seemed like this go-getter was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And yet our president of the group did not take to that kindly. No. Because I am not privy to the cadence of their communications outside of this meeting or the tone or the uh, feeling or the vibe or whatever. I don't know what kind of relationship they had but you could kind of get the sense that they did not have a good relationship just from being in these meetings and I say this because I would notice the way that the president would interact with other members of this meeting and take to them really positively I wouldn't say that the president was like overly supportive but they would always just kind of say yes to everything and just say like that's great that's wonderful great idea good job and when it came time for the go-getter to present their section of the meeting notes it was almost like well first of all the go-getter couldn't even get through all of their notes because the president would interrupt and then the president would talk to them in a tone almost like ah i know this is controversial but i would say the tone was condescending Yeah, because I would say in the grand scheme of life, they are probably peers. They're about the same age. They maybe have a similar life experience and all of those things. And the president would kind of talk down to the go-getter. They would interrupt them and then they would talk down to them. And it was almost like the conversation would veer off course. It was clearly the go-getter. The go-getter was supposed to have the mic and the president would just kind of interject and start talking about something else. The president would sometimes explain things that didn't require explanation or like kind of like talk in this tone that was kind of slow. Like, you know, the way that like jerks kind of explain things as if you're dumb. (laughs) I know this is, who knows if this is going to make it into the episode, but that was kind of my takeaway from that interaction. You could tell there was some tension and here's where the conflict comes in because when you you're a people pleaser at work you think that everybody wants to be your friend and let me tell you from firsthand experience I can guarantee confirm a hundred percent that not everybody wants to be your friend and that's okay like I'm not upset about that but the problem with this scenario is that not everybody is gonna be as upfront as you want them to be about the status of your friendship so you may think that you're like pouring all of this emotional effort and energy and vulnerability into this budding relationship with someone at work that you think is your friend and lo and behold they were just you know doing things for them it's called chess baby you weren't friends i think as a people pleaser i'm like entering situations where i'm like oh this is going so great like we're really collaborating on things they're really giving me verbal confirmation and affirmation that they want to be here and they want to be working on things together and that we're building a rapport and that we might possibly be friends because this is exactly how i would talk to a friend but let me tell you something that i have learned probably the most important thing 
that working in the real world has taught me is that those signs and signals do not apply in the workplace. They may be acting like they want to be your friend. It does not mean they want to be your friend. Therein lies my conflict because I over here, being the little people pleaser, think, oh, this person, we've built a rapport. They are my friend now at work. Not quite. What do you do when your friend is in need? Well, if you're me, you do every single thing in your power to find out what's wrong and try and make it better. And you know what? That is very problematic when you have a lot of friends who are not really your friends. at work. So I find myself in these situations where people will like open up to me sometimes and I can't really tell if they are using it as a bargaining chip to try and get something else out of me. (laughs) Like they're pretending to be vulnerable only so that they can get the bigger score. Doing this social bartering with me like, oh, I just told you this thing about me and so So what what are you you going to do about it? Because they're playing on the fact that they know that I think that they're my friend and they know that they are not really my friends. I know it's complicated and this is probably me making a mountain out of a molehill. (laughs) Or is this what people call paranoia? Making things bigger than they really are. But this is the situation I find myself in. So I gave you like tons and tons and tons of context and let's enter present day. I am chit-chatting with this person with the go-getter on Slack and over the last three months I would say in chatting with the go-getter I have been roped into working on like various side projects that were not part of the initial gig that I volunteered to do but you know what it was for the greater good and I'm a people pleaser and I have issues setting boundaries so (laughs) that's where we're at. So I happened to be chit-chatting with the go-getter about some other thing that I got roped into and I'm always like hey how come like I have to do this isn't this the go-getter's responsibility and we're chatting about one of those very things at which point the go-getter says hey so I'm actually leaving the group And I didn't ask, but then they go on to explain like, yeah, I told the president that I didn't really have the bandwidth to do this anymore because of my new role at work. And then they continue to elaborate. Again, I didn't ask. And you can kind of tell based on my personal experience, I've realized that when people are kind of like overflowing with pain or anguish or they're upset about something, they really just can't hold it in anymore. And so you may not have asked, but it comes out in little bursts and they'll start acting out in different ways. And the go-getter started to just make these little like side remarks, kind of like little digs at the president. But they seem valid because I had seen the way that the president had treated the go-getter before. It just kind of seemed to pop up and be sprinkled across all of our communications about whatever. Basically, the go-getter was like telling me what to do 
strike one, because we don't answer to them. And then say things like, oh, well, you need to go tell the president about this thing that you didn't sign up for, but I'm telling you you're doing because they don't like it when you do things behind their back or da 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 But it was just kind of like the wording of it was like they had clearly had some kind of interaction that was negative where the go-getter was just working independently and the president must have felt threatened by it and said, hey, hey, you need to let me know when you do things. Strike two, because we did not raise our hand to partake in this drama or the go-getter's responsibilities for that matter. But like, let's be honest, this is a volunteer group, like, they're not running a type chip, okay? Not to say anything bad about volunteering or volunteers, but I'm just, I'm just saying, sometimes it's not that organized. And so when somebody calls you out on being disorganized, it's probably because they feel threatened. (laughs) So I'm over here caught in the middle, trying to set boundaries, not doing so great at it. And I just like, I don't even ask. But the problem is, is that like, I had already dug myself so deep into this hole that I was already doing projects on behalf of the go-getter long before they had told me about this drama or well, alluded to it very explicitly. And I also feel some conflict internally. I know it's like, listen to me, I'm a good person with a heart. But I do feel a little bit of guilt because it's like, I've been there, I've been that person, I've been in the go-getter shoes, I've been treated that way in front of other people. Yeah, I've been treated that way, period. And I know how it feels and it sucks, but I don't know. It's like, I can't keep going to bat for people who actually don't give two hot S's about me. And so I am caught in the middle. I'm caught in the middle. And I'm just like hearing my thoughts wondering like, is the go-getter telling me these things because they think that I am nice enough that they know they can count on me to volunteer to do stuff because I hate letting people down and it's very obvious and then you know my internal self-preservation mechanism or the thing that I'm trying to cultivate which is called boundaries is saying listen this is not your business and they are grown people and they can handle this themselves. It is not your responsibility to handle other people's relationships and you guys aren't even friends. <laughs> you may want to think that you're friends, but you're not even friends. But I guess I say this whole story to say like, it's tough. Isn't that a red flag when people like pull you into their drama and you don't know them that well? It feels like a red flag, but you tell me what you think. Have you been in this situation before where you're caught in the middle of a fight between two strangers? that you want to believe are your friends? Are you a people pleaser that gets yourself into trouble as well? And what do you think about setting boundaries? Because, you know, you can be the nicest person in the world and still have boundaries. And I think that's something that's easy to say and hard to do. And it's something I'm trying to learn to do every single day of my life. (laughs) So yeah, let us know your thoughts, share your story, tell us what you think on Apple Podcasts by leaving a review or via email at givingyoupodcast at gmail.com and this week let's cheers to setting boundaries to still being a nice person and to honesty okay we'll keep it simple go with honesty clink thanks for hanging out with me and i'll talk to you next week bye